0: Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show.
1: This is a podcast on the PodFix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.
0: Super Movie Brothers, episode 161. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. Jay, what is it? What is it? What's what's 161?
1: What's the word? A paradrome. A paradrome? It's a palindrome. A palindrome. I was close. I was close. <laughs> Give me credit, people. Come on. It's all right. You know, no one ever accused you of graduating high school, so. Thank you. <laughs> I have. I'm Super Movie Brother. <laughs> I'm Super Movie Brother Jay, and this is Super Movie Brother Dave. I already said that. Did you? Yeah, I did. It's fine. It's fine. We'll just keep. Right. We'll just keep going. It's uh, you know what, editing's overrated anyway. It is. I'm so tired of doing it. And our. <laughs> Our our frequent <laughs> listeners, I think, have noticed that perhaps, yeah, yeah or maybe, maybe it's just me because I listen to every little nook and cranny. Well, you're the episode. only freak, you're the only frequent I am the listener, only one, sir.
0: <laughs> you're, the, you're the only one. You're the guy. Yes.
1: you've left you've left. 50. So we're more raw and uncut. Yeah,
0: you've left 52 iTunes reviews on yeah. you. <laughs> we're do. we're
1: bigger, longer, and uncut. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So uh, what'd you get up to this week?
0: It's been one week you to looked at me. The the and I'm
1: angry. So did you do anything fun this week? Did you get down to doing anything? Uh, I did a bunch of little things. I I, I went to uh, the shore with you and Lauren. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later. And then, uh, and Logan. And... I uh, met up with an old friend of mine. I haven't seen him in a few years. I was in his wedding and everything like that. He's got two young kids. I haven't met them. It's been a long time. I mean, he's got this new house, quiet spot up in North Jersey. Um, it's good to see him. That's it's just weird. Like
0: I haven't seen this guy in a long time. He now has a family. I don't know his family. I'm going to go into well, his house. I,
1: well, I mean, we we were very, very good friends. And I also you know, know his wife pretty well, too.
0: But it's, but been, it's been so long. It's been, he doesn't... It's been three... I would have background checked you before, it's been, like, before all you right, came all right, into my that's house. Not,
1: that's not true. I met his first born, uh, but when she was a baby.
0: Right. I still would and have... And that backed, was the last time. I still would have background checked
1: you. I would have been like, this dude may be a pedophile. Oh, I'll be stop. bringing him into my house. Stop. It was, But it was like, honestly, it was like no time has passed at all. You know, It, it, it was kind of really nice to see him. Uh, Lil' Jay came up with me, um, and he was in our jay jay's uh in our little group and he uh when you say little J, I I i picture. really
0: well picture, that's how he. i picture them. total recall and like right. you're the tall guy and you open it up and you, you have the little guy <laughs> on your chest <laughs> just, he's the one controlling the body or uh or mad max beyond thunderdome yeah who run barter town
1: Master, master Blaster.
0: Master. You're, you're Blaster and Little Jay's Master.
1: Master yes. Blaster. Master Blaster. <laughs> the height difference is that that dramatic. It is. It <laughs> is. It is. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've been talking about he wants to get on the show at some point. And I told him, like, yes, one day you will be on the show. And I'm sure everybody wants to hear that episode because right. it will be an interesting doozy once the dirt is over lauren's grave he will be allowed right. in the house right. on the or not. if i ever move out of my house yes
0: lauren is <laughs> La- not like of me i'm i'm a much more passive just like i don't give a fuck about much of yeah. anything but uh you know <laughs> lauren will. yeah she will not let him she, she would probably like slather him up with peanut butter and have the dogs attack him so that way probably yeah she would yeah that just uh someday He'll be interesting
1: on the show, for yeah. sure, that one day. Um, Maybe we'll get into an argument that winds up Oh, it will happen. Punching. That's a guaranteed yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know about it, to that extent, but <laughs> it, arguments will ensue for sure. It's gotten there before. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten there before. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. So, and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, and I'm um, – Newly, officially single. Again. again, Yeah. yeah. We
0: talked about this when we were at the beach. Like,
1: Lauren's like, so what's going on with that? And you're like, it's close. And now now you're on the show. This is only three days later. (laughs) Now it's official as of last night as yeah. of last night all yeah. right yeah we got together um it, it was kind of coming and 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 you got together we, we well we you were coming and then she goes <laughs> this, is the <laughs> this is the last time i'm just not satisfied it just doesn't you know like it, you just don't do it for me we, we knew this was happening and she still wanted to come to my basketball game And she never saw a game yet this season i've never seen like she game. was cool enough to like actually go and like still want to talk about it afterwards yeah. and like have a a proper goodbye yeah like it, it was really honestly it, it really just came down to me not it was so pretty mature. much it was beautiful that, like, i i i just don't want kids and the more i get older the more i i, I kind of um and more grounded with that reality i think i kind of played around with that idea um quite often over the last 10 years or so and and so are you saying the more like, i get older the more i realize i don't want them. i played around with the idea i just i'm just picturing
0: you like you're you know it's right after you masturbated you got it all over your hands <laughs> and you're
1: just like do i want these <laughs> oh, god you gotta take it there dave come on <laughs> but it, it's 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 sad and i uh, you know Sad that you it's don't all, want- it's all it was no bad blood, He's you know, saying, it was all it was one of those kind of things where sad that it
0: ended, not sad that you don't want kids, right? Like you're 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 at kinda, peace with that decision. Honestly,
1: well both. I mean it is kinda of sad, but I do feel like that my job has dissuaded that that viewpoint for me. Um I I really do. I really do. Well, Twelve I mean, years of, of what you know any spawn of, of yours kind of kids. will one hundred percent
0: have something wrong with them.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> something something that can be diagnosed in a dsm-5 i'm i barely have a brain i deaf definitely left one one ear i'm freakishly tall now you're now, there's
0: a lot of problems with me yeah now you're picturing now i'm picturing your kid as my giant yeah. uh now you have a full working brain it just uh you know it's still on dial-up modem that's all yeah. <laughs> Well put, well it's still, put. It's still on dial if that's Yeah, all, you know. Yeah. So some, some of us got Verizon FiOS. I, I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> you've got mail.
1: That's Jay's comment. Five minutes later, yeah. you've got mail. Yeah. Hey, 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 he's back. I was like <laughs> earlier. I started talking about like my sister's wedding and he's like, dude, are you like midway through a sentence from a story we were talking about like two weeks ago? Like, yeah. I'm like- yeah, you just <laughs> like <laughs> I you like, think I that. probably am. It was like this quiet moment and you're like, so this and I was like,
0: dude, like it was it was just very off putting because yeah. I was like we were doing something else like two seconds ago and now we're on to this story that you didn't finish from three weeks ago. I know. <laughs> It was good. It was good. But, yeah. uh, so what I did this week, man, uh, we went to the beach. We were talking about that. We went yes. to Belmar, which fuck you for making us go to Belmar. Me and Lauren, we, we, we have, we have things that were, <laughs> we're an old married couple. So we're comfortable when we things that are within our comfort zone. This was a new beach that we haven't been to. I, I was there when I was like 16. I haven't been there in like a long time. I just assume everybody knows Belmar no. from this area. So we get there and like you know, we're a GPS our way there and we're like just, you know, Belmar, New Jersey, Ocean, whatever. And it takes us right to like the center of Belmar and finding parking was absolutely fucking ridiculous like there's absolutely no parking we're literally uh, all the way up by like main street and it's two miles from the beach and there's still no parking there's people walking like that far and you're like oh dude come to Spring Lake and we're like where the fuck is Spring Lake and where was this information before we got in the I, car
1: I just didn't I didn't know yeah. I I, I would have gave you guys a yeah. lot more heads up yeah. on uh, so on where to park so again there. your brain on dial up yeah uh,
0: <laughs> you, you text us and you're like hey I'm here and we, we had at that point have been driving around for 45 minutes looking for parking i got a kid who's like i gotta pee and i got lauren is like yeah i do too and it's just like just park anywhere and i was getting ready just to drop them off at the fucking beach and go find parking i'd probably by the time i found parking i'd probably come back and you guys would all be packing up to go home (laughs) but (laughs) so i you i find parking we meet with you we go to the beach we have we have a fine time at the beach you know in and out of the water and stuff water was fucking frigid it Uh, was but it was tolerable turned my grapes into raisins like super quick the like, yes. second I got in um, you know my, my my sack just went straight up into my body <laughs>
1: but it was a perfect temperature for the beach it was like a great fine. weather day you know it was like a mixture of sun and clouds and it was hot but it wasn't too too hot so it's
0: like it's like when you get out of a hot tub in the uh, in the winter and it's like really cold and then like you jump into the hot tub and it feels really good it's mm. that but reverse like right. you're out baking in the sun and then you jump into this ice cold frigid water yes uh, so Oh, yeah we, we had fun catching catching a few waves very small waves catching but, some other things too, yeah. Dave. <laughs> so <laughs> the one time we come down to the beach like logan like just catches that there's people like doing stuff over there and you're like what's going on over there so we walk over and you're like there's a shark there's a shark over there so i we walk over and there is a shark there is a shark like in the surf just like rolling around and,
1: oh i picked up um logan immediately and I, I, didn't, I didn't know you know, at first that it was like a baby, yeah. Just a baby thing with no f- teeth and it's gonna be harmless. Yeah, so and all it's that. it's
0: it's not even a baby shark. It is it is a sand shark. It's a dogfish. It doesn't really have like those big sharp teeth or anything yeah. like that. It does technically it has teeth, but it's more its mouth is more like a stingray. It's on the bottom of its of its uh of its face and stuff, so it, it usually picks up crustaceans. Anyway, getting way too deep. Super cool show. looking though. Yeah. So um people are like all gathering around it and like I'm inspecting it and I notice there's something in its mouth and that it's 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 trying to swim, but there's something that's like keeping it from swimming. So I was like, I don't know like what to do here. So I reached into the water and I picked it up. (laughs) I just like grabbed it, (laughs) pinned it to the ground and I. On the second attempt. Yeah. And I picked it up and I pull it out. And like as I'm pulling it, I'm, I'm feeling this like hefty weight dangling from it. And here there's about a one pound fishing weight dangling from it and it has a massive hook sticking out of its face. So I don't know why. It just happened to be the case but I had my pliers in my bag so I told you go get go get the pliers and I told someone else like go get a lifeguard <laughs> like so the, you know you came back with the pliers The lifeguards came up and we got the hook out of its mouth and the lifeguard took it back and it swam away we yeah. saved the shark's life yeah we, yeah we, we say this and the feel proud about it the yeah. best the best part of that was on Monday when I went to go drop Logan off at school Logan couldn't wait to like touch the shark when I had it in my hand and it was a wriggly little thing but uh, Logan's like can I touch it and some random like 30 year old dudes like can you turn it over so I can touch the white side of its belly and I was like what and I was Why? like I, I, I don't know but I told him no because like when you do that sharks actually go into a catatonic state that'll last like 20 minutes and you uh. could kill it when you do that so uh, I was like no I was like just touch it from like you know right by its fin and run your hands from nose to tail and it, it, it will feel smooth but if you run it from tail to, to head it'll feel like really rough sandpaper or some sharks have what's called dendrils which is actually like teeth shaped scales that will might may actually cut your hand too so um <laughs> that's Verizon fires Dave right there for you but anyway so I told this guy no get out of here and then my daughter walks up and just touches it Ooh. <laughs> and then she goes to school on Monday and she does have an issue like when I drop her off at school I, I I'm not saying like separation anxiety and stuff like that but she she does get moved from one parent to another and stuff like that so when one parent is exiting sometimes it could be a big deal for her because it you know in her mind it's going to be some time before she sees that parent again either me or her mother so she she, she tends to act up to get more attention and stuff so she'll she'll kick scream cry like well i mean not like violently but like she'll throw a fit yeah and uh the way i got her to, to stop her fit was i was like why don't you tell all your friends about about what you got to do at the beach this week tell all your friends about like about about the shark so she she immediately like okay and like <laughs> the, the tears because logan wants nothing more than to be the center of attention right so she turns around and like looks at the teacher and then like addresses the class and she's like i went to the beach and i touched a shark <laughs> And she started like telling the story, and the teachers looking at me, and she's like, "She has an active imagination." I was like, "No, this happened. <laughs> was,
1: like, this happened. This is true."
0: And, it, and then when I when and I she's
1: like, "Where's the photos, <laughs> Dave?"
0: So that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I texted my mom to tell her the story, and my brother, and and my brother's just like, "Where's the photos?" I was like, "Who has their phone in their pocket when they're in saltwater?" I was like, "Nobody." And my brother's like, "No pictures? Fake news."
1: <laughs> I. I think there was a couple people in the in the area that had their phones out, but you know they're just complete strangers. I don't want to see them. I'm shirtless, so I don't want those photos to be out anywhere. Dude, me, you were a fucking treasure. You're like a hero. Me, me, Belmar Beach. Me shirtless is not what anyone wants to see. So, and the and, <laughs> so, the, and the four lazy lifeguards up in the stand didn't. No, the two guys. The, the two day. guys were
0: helpful. the The young guy came down. Oh, I know, I know. Actually, and, they
1: were. They were pretty cool. Yeah,
0: I mean, they just didn't know about it. I mean, but when you see a crowd of people, like when well, you're, that's what I was thinking. Because I see a like, crowd of people like gathering around something. You might want to check it out, lifeguard yeah. guy, because Steve Irwin died from a stingray. <laughs> so like, that's true. He, even something as innocuous as that could wind up hurting people. What if it was a jellyfish? What if it was a Portuguese man of war, and you got people that just falling dead all over the place? I don't know if that's what happens when you touch one of those. <laughs> my, my my high speed internet <laughs> hasn't looked that up yet, but yeah, it was a it was a fun day.
1: But the next day, you fulfilled your jaws experience. man. I did, I did. Yeah, I got to touch a shark. Like this <laughs> is gonna to... be. This, I mean, it's touch... kind of legendary. This is uh, thing. This is big. This I've... is big.
0: But I mean I've touched sharks before. I've touched sharks at the aquarium. I never have. I've caught I've caught sharks on
1: accident. Actually like, I never well, actually touched them, but while fishing. Um, actually, no, I did touch them, didn't I? Yeah. yeah, I did. I did touch them technically. I was trying to pull the fucking hook out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was like, the barb's like the size
0: of your pinky finger and you're trying to rip it out. I was like, Yeah, you're just gonna rip his jaw off wow. if you do that. Yeah. And then put the lifeguard had a good idea. He's like, you know, just you'll never you'll never break that hook with your shitty pliers. So just Stamp the the barb down and mm. slide it right out. and yeah. It worked, so yep. it was a good time. It was a uh, it was a good time at the beach. Other than that, as well, like uh, but on on Monday, um, so we we were at the beach all day out in the sun, and I only used sunscreen once. But on Monday, I felt like absolute hammered dog shit. So did I, because you are out in the sun all day. You only applied once. I'm not burnt or anything. But apparently, you can still get sunstroked and like sun poisoning from just being outside it's, all day.
1: Well, it, it is. It's, it's, I, I mean, I, I just know it from experience from just, you know, whether it be golfing or, or, you know, or the beach, it's exhausting. It's a draining day. And you're dehydrated. Your skin's dehydrated. Like you're, it's a tox. I mean, it's I almost f- like you're getting intoxicated. Yeah by just the sun itself it was one of know? those
0: nights where i'm just like uh, uh all night i just drank water and i still felt like shit in the morning i skipped coffee in the morning because i was like i'm yeah. just gonna drink water i had to drink like eight waters like between between when i woke up and like lunchtime i was pissing like crazy and finally like around lunchtime i just started to feel better i was like all right i, I must be back to some sort of like homeostasis here my body my body's regulated so it's like i love no, I, I had the same experience i though. love going to the beach but i love going to the beach when I have a place to stay there where I can go out to the beach for like an hour or two and then come back inside and like get into air conditioning. It took me a long or time or to get used to
1: doing the day beach thing oh and just God. driving home. It's uh, terrible. It's, I, yeah, I just like a little quick shower yeah. on the beach just to rinse off the salt water and then just dry off and go home. But, yeah. I, I, you know... And I started doing that when I got older. You know, after 21, I would just pack up my own cooler, and be able to drink and hang out on the beach for a while, have fun. You know, it's a quick little day. No, we don't drink on the beach, Jack, because it's illegal in New oh, yes, Jersey
0: to drink on course. the beach. We didn't do that. One of us didn't take a blue zombie what, cocktail and pour, it, and pour it into a Gatorade bottle to make it look like you were drinking Gatorade. Dude, it was perfect. <laughs> I did that. I mean, perfect coloring. It was. Perfect. It out. Yeah. I was very impressed. All right, man. So let's head over and let's get into What Are You Watching? What are you watching? he's trying to watch some illegal channel i No, 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 go past this past this part in fact never play this again
1: all right Jed, did you get down to watching anything this week anything you want to tell people about i'm still watching euphoria and big little lies and i started watching the americans on fx well it's 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 done now it's done fx but uh always heard about it always heard it was very solid well regarded uh critically and everything like that and this is right on my alley. It's a spy fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's old news at this point though. Yeah, but I'm I've just and now finished season one and it's fantastic. And uh, I'm gonna finish the series. I'm not gonna get into it much more until pb after I finish the series. Uh, but I just wanted to throw it out there. It's worth a try if you like the spy genre and I don't, don't I'm care. enjoying it. Yep. Also I saw Shot caller, shot caller on Amazon Prime. My uh, my buddy Andy from work has Wait, been sh- talking about it for a while. Shot
0: caller, as in like, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Mr. Lannister himself. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna butcher his name. Nikolaj Coster-Waldau. Nikolai coster Nikolai. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Uh, he is the main guy, and he is you know, unfortunately put to go j- goes to jail. I want
0: to be a baller because he shot, was caller, intoxicated. Who'll be dipping out. Got into a
1: car <laughs> crash. He ex, you know, unfortunately his best friend in the backseat died and he had to go to jail. And then because of certain circumstances, he went to a really rough jail, fell into a gang, And then it just kind of increasingly goes into these tropes. What kind of gang was he in? Just like a white guy gang. Just a white guy gang. Yeah.
0: You you know what white guy gangs in prison usually are? Racist.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's all race. I mean, that's what jails are. I mean, it's all you get the white guys. But you make it sound so
0: innocuous where it's just like, just a white guy gang, you know? Well, that's what it was. They were like, you know. I don't know. That's what it seemed like. Hey, what's up, white guy? Oh, you're a white guy too? Yeah, we're the white guy gang. Yeah, we're the white guy gang. We don't commit any hate crimes here at all. None. None.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it just kind of so it becomes a horrible it bigot becomes is what it becomes. Okay. Yeah, so he becomes in in enthralled in all these gang related things in prison and he it meets stayed, Edward Norton and he meets Edward Norton well, from from American History X. <laughs> things ha- he has to adapt or survive man he's got to survive and then you know he has to do this one thing and he gets fucking busted and gets tacked on another additional 7 years in prison Starts to lose in touch with his family, and that one thing was seventeen condoms filled with heroin up his ass, and <laughs> I don't know it, if that's true. It gets it gets pretty fucking crazy uh-huh. as far as the the plausibility of the storyline.
0: Question is, how However, does he wipe his ass in prison with a golden hand?
1: I've just I, I got to know. It's
0: not easy. <laughs>
1: it's, not, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: If you like this kind of genre, I think it's definitely worth watching, like Oz, Prison Break, stuff like that, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a solid movie at right. at the worst.
0: Maybe you don't watch it if you've been in prison for reals though, and yeah. have some terrible. But it's very realistic. Of that. I yeah. mean, it ha-
1: it's very it has some very heightened moments as far as like, how many the, times you been the jail, prison life. But this is you can tell though. Just just when we see the you movie, just, you'll see. just tell how realistic you'll it see. is. You'll see. We'll talk about it's, realism it's, when we get to my review
0: of Crawl. It, it gets a little outlandish. <laughs>
1: okay, but. Um, it was still a really fun movie to watch and I thought it was um, it was cool. It's, cool. it's a very masculine, cool little film. Masculine. <laughs> We're going to talk about masculinity a lot when I review Stuber later. <laughs> Ew, yes. And then finally I saw City of Lies. So this, I actually caught on YouTube. It is an unreleased film at least in America and it follows uh, Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker and this is Based on the true story of a reporter and a former detective, I am the king, trying to <laughs> figure out what happened with Biggie's death. Okay, you know, so it, oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. about the you know this nineties.
0: Why did that not come out in the United States?
1: This the whatever, the it, it was a weird financial thing or the studio thing. Like okay, they lo- they went bankrupt. I remember hearing about and they, this. They like just shelved it a year or two ago. Yeah. It was last summer. It was supposed to release, yeah. to release and, it, and it got shelved.
0: I remember not caring then. And I don't care now. But you know, continue.
1: It was a d- okay trailer. And I was intrigued by the story, obviously, and it's still an unsolved case in LA and it's just mostly showcases the corruptness in the Los Angeles police department uh, Department, and how, you know, a lot of things were cover up between the, the gangs and how many cops were working for, The gangs and also Death Row Records and all that. And and Suge Knight was a big part of all the storylines. And it was intriguing. It was fine, though. It was not anything Everything I've heard about
0: Suge Knight is that he is nothing but a (laughs) a music producer and and kind of just an upstanding citizen, sir. Oh, sure. An upstanding citizen. Yeah. I mean...
1: But um it, it it's it's an okay movie. It's, it's an, an okay, okay movie. movie. All right. It's like a it's like a B minus, maybe a C plus movie. It's fine. So good that it didn't even get released in America. So all right. Well that's it. But I actually caught yeah, it was it was a very it was I can't believe I found it. I I I just stumbled upon it on YouTube. Quality good, like just yeah, HD? perfectly fine. Okay,
0: all right. I guess I guess because it didn't release in America, it's probably no... illegally
1: put on there. But like, I think it's only been released in Germany, maybe another country or two. But like, it's because the Germanly huge, you know, I don't Tupac understand. and Biggie fans. Over I don't there. understand why. Yeah, right.
0: you know, you know uh, after they've culturally progressed past David Hasselhoff, then they became huge Tupac and Biggie fans over there. I, I speak as
1: if I know. I don't. I'm just. I feel feel like the storyline would have made some bucks in America. You know? Yeah. No. Probably not. I don't think so. I don't know. People, I don't think you know, so. Those stars and like the whole Biggie death and Tupac death and like the investigation about it are and, they stars today, Jay? Is, well, is, is Johnny Depp still a star? I, I think that maybe also is why i got shelved.
0: Yeah, wasn't this also around the time of him and Amber Heard like yeah, slapping well, each
1: other and it's still kind of going on? Right? Yeah. So, so well, his star is not reason. quite as bright. That's right.
0: forrest Whitaker's like ah, you know, what? I still got that Star Wars paychecks coming
1: in and I still got. Oh, the- he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. He's well, he's went. He went back to his roots. He's right. now at least like a good character actor now. Yeah, he does these small little roles. It doesn't matter what size movie it is, and he just kills it. All right, fair enough. So. What I got around to watching this week, Jay. Uh,
0: so the first thing that I watched was I went back and I watched one of my favorite movies from a few years ago, starring John Favreau, called Chef. And oh,
1: absolutely, I love, love that movie. movie. So, Who doesn't love that movie? Right. So Seriously. Uh,
0: first off, I love this movie for the father son relationship. I think that that is. I think that's like one of the best portrayals of like learning and i say learning to love your kid as if like he didn't love his son the whole time but he never took the time to get to know his son and it took this trip that they go on for him to get to know his son and stuff like that and i i love that i do think they downplayed the son's role a little bit too much and they save a lot of that emotion for the end and i wish bit. they i wish they kind of sprinkled it in throughout but you know, I know i do really like that but i also like the idea of like this creative type who is who is out there and um his feud with oliver platt who is who is uh. the who is. The, the the food critic, which is, you know, you really, like, the second time you watch it, you do really realize that, like, this feud was something that he created in his head. There was no feud. It was just he had a bad write-up, and he could have fixed it, but he blew it way out of proportion. Right. Blew way out of proportion, and uh, I, I really you know i i really respect the movie though for what it did with like cooking like it just like when you go watch the chef tv show that is now on netflix which is a great watch about cooking and just john favreau talking to his hollywood friends with the you know the chef who who i've been meaning to watch it who trained him for the movie because he asked the guy to like train him for the movie and this and the story does parallel this chef's life a little bit um you know so he he you know the, the chef had told him that if he was serious about doing this movie he has to do it as if it were real like it it has to be real now the the chef's name is Roy Choi um and you know he's the one that kind of started this whole food truck Industry that's been going on for for a couple of years now and his food truck became so, so I think popular, this movie has so a, lot
1: of, it had a, know, a lot to do with it, too No, I in think some small way this you movie know.
0: is parodying his life and that's okay. that's why he Roy Troy was so so into it, it has to look real. So he trained Jon Favreau how to cook like a chef, like how to actually do it. And Jon Favreau fell in love with cooking so much as a result of this movie that he's always been a fan of cooking and he's always liked to cook, but he's never been any type of classically trained cook. And now with that little bit of training, he's really just wanted to run with it. And when you think about like what Jon Favreau is doing now, you know he just finished with The Mandalorian a few months ago. Uh, Lion King is coming out right now. But he also took the time to... like. Go into and do this little show where cameras follow him and Roy Choi around and they cook food with famous other famous cooks and his famous friends from Hollywood. And it's but uh, the movie itself is just it's just fantastic. I just love the heart in it. There's just there's just so much heart that uh, I think if you haven't seen it, you definitely got to watch it it's no longer on netflix it's a must watch yeah. it's no sure. longer on netflix despite the fact that the show is on netflix um but the movie is streaming on amazon prime and that's where i watched it so okay uh but yeah fantastic movie i just love the heart it's just filled with so much heart i i just it oozes with it, it does, not the type of heart that makes you cry but it just kind of makes you smile a little bit like even at the end you just you just
1: smile Absolutely. I mean, and just visually, too. Yeah. Oh, it's, And with it's, the music and, and, and the, the quality, it's and John so Le- in John, tune. John Leguizamo is great in it. Oh. Like, I love John Leguizamo. He's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it was, they were a great fit. Um, fully had a complete understanding and grasp of what he wanted to do in that movie yeah. and pulled it off perfectly. Yeah. It was, and it was definitely one of my unsung. I mean, it was, that was definitely top five movie of the year for me uh whatever year that was that was before we started the show oh that
0: was 2014 yeah
1: yeah so and uh, yeah i'm i'm due for a rewatch on that one i love that movie
0: yeah uh, you know i it was just one of those things where like where me and Lauren were sitting there and she's just like, you know, I haven't watched that in a while. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. So, um, you know, went back to it and really glad that I did because I picked up a whole lot more this second time around than I did the first time. It's definitely one of those movies that I like to go back and revisit from time to time. Oh, yeah.
1: This is buy worthy
0: <laughs> and, and speaking of which, another movie that I watched this week that I do really like to go back to uh, from time to time is Neil Blomkamp's. District, district nine, nine. Uh. i fucking love it dude like so this time around i probably haven't seen it in about it came out in 09 so it's 10 years old now um and i i haven't seen it in I, I gotta say like five years even though i own it on blu-ray and it's now streaming on amazon prime i haven't seen it in about five years so i'm back and i watched it and i realized that like this was ve- like the the first act of this movie is very much like The Office. <laughs> like if you notice, like like vicus is doing all this stuff where like he's he's trying to get the aliens to like sign over their eviction notice, and the one alien like slaps the clipboard out of his hand. He goes, "You see that? You see that? He made a mock. He made a mock. So that counts. He 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 signed a, he signed the thing. Let's let's move on to the next one. And he looks at the camera, and like people are like looking at him. Like <laughs> I sort there's a few times where like the camera pans to people, and they're making that Jim Halpert face from The Office, where they're like. <laughs> Mm. Uh, and there's this like, really just just scene that like they kind of play for laughs in it but like it's haunting when you really think about it they find a, a, a batch of prawn eggs is what they you know they call the aliens prawns and he starts pulling the nutrient tubes out of them and the air tube and then he pulls this little plug and he's like, there you go. you just committed your first abortion. You want to have that? No, you don't want to do it? Oh, well, here. Take this. Take this thing. It's it's your little souvenir. You can tell everyone that you did this. And he's like, it would take too long for us to go through and pull the plugs on all these things and let them die slowly. So they bring in a flamethrower and they burn the shack down and he's like, you hear that popping? You hear it? It's like popcorn. It's, it's all the little prawns, all the little prawn eggs. They're, they're, they're all spilling out. What's left of them in there wow. anyway? And it's like, that's that's fucking terrifying. That's haunting. That's terrible. Um, and, and that's really what they, it's really what Neil Blumkamp was going for in it. And it's just, it's just such a well done movie. Um, and I actually actu- is,
1: especially for a, a
0: debut. I actually watched his short film, Alive in Joburg, which is kind of like the proto version of this. It is a, you can catch it on YouTube. It's only about six minutes long and it, it's about aliens who, who come to Johannesburg. They get stuck there, but they have squid faces instead of these insect, insectoid, uh, you know, crustacean like prawn faces like they do in District Nine. And it's about people who like, people in in the neighborhood that all the all the aliens are living in really dislike them but the difference is in district nine it's all actors and stuff who were giving these interviews about how much they hate prawns and they have fake news stories and stuff like that in in the in his short film alive in Joburg, he actually interviewed real people about other uh, about a a um ethnic sect that lived in a neighborhood and all the these people in the streets reactions to these people are real, right? He, they, he didn't tell them that they were in a movie and that they were talking about aliens. Like the racism that they're showing in those interviews in Alive and Joburg is real. Mm. And it's like, so you really, if, especially if you're from South Africa, like Neil Blomkamp is racism is a lot different for 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 them there than it is here it's very much more of a fresh room don't get me wrong we're still <laughs> we're still years and miles away from from, oh, it's, from, from i think we're
1: here. i think we're still generations yeah.
0: away but but there it because apartheid only ended in the early 90s it's still a very fresh thing there. So uh it has a lot to say about society and about racism and stuff like that. But it, it also has like a hopeful message to it as well. Right. You know, uh Charto who plays the who, who plays Vickus, um, he's really a reprehensible protagonist throughout that entire movie. Right up until until the end, and even then, I'm not even sure, it, like if if he did what he did for the right reasons, or whether he was backed into a corner, and this, and
1: and at least being noble was the only thing he could but it, do. But it's but it's just enough for you for you to love it, for you
0: to like it. Yeah, yeah. I I really did, dude. I really love it. I wish Neil Blomkamp would get to do more, like. You know he he gets tied to so he's like I, it's I funny wonder, that I,
1: I think he's just too ho- I don't think he can play well in the sandbox like I don't think he's that kind of guy I think you have to give him complete free reign to do whatever the hell he yeah. wants and just take that gamble and there now, was sometimes a, I, maybe they have done that afterwards and it hasn't quite pulled off you know there was but, there was
0: a news story not too long ago that like Neil Blomkamp's Alien Five or like it would be a sequel to Aliens is not completely dead. I'm... I'm behind that. Yeah, it's not completely dead. Um, now it's not on his IMDb page, but his next project that he is attached to uh, is Robocop Returns, which was actually the original proposed sequel to Robocop. Uh, so th- this is, they took the script for the proposed sequel to Robocop that never got made and Frank right. Miller penned Robocop 2. Now he wants to go back and make the real sequel that was supposed to have been made. And apparently it's a very ridiculous script, but he's going to be going through it and cutting it down and making it something that's like more digestible but he loves RoboCop and he wants to bring that to the screen now and I think that that's going to be something that's in his wheelhouse but like hit the first thing he wanted to do was get the the plans and get the original uh, armor that and, and the original like practical effects for RoboCop and bring them back because if you remember the well, RoboCop a very 2014 practical guy. sure that sure. looked that looked awful like oh, the, yeah, yeah. so God, yeah, he, he wants to immediately go back and make RoboCop like he was and how he should be right to, and, and this will be a proper sequel to the original RoboCop to replace all the well, shitty ones that came after yeah, the if, original. with him
1: doing it I'm, I'm confident yeah sure uh,
0: but I mean District 9 just if it's one of those movies that you've seen you're like oh yeah that was good go back and see it dude this was a, a cat nominated film. His first film was nominated for like a ton of Academy Awards. When and came and an obscure sci-fi movie yeah. too. And and the, and the cool really thing is, impressive. Like, he's this guy. It does that, not happen often. He's this guy from Johannesburg who moved to Vancouver who went to like Vancouver Film School. Started making his own short films. And he actually didn't go to school to be a
1: director. He went to school for special effects. Well that's my fear. Like I'm I have a fear that he is like a one-hit wonder. I don't think he is, dude. No, visually he has it nailed. Like he he could yeah. he can do things obviously. Go, go watch his Oats Studio but stuff. But him being like a writer director I'm not 100% it's sold true. on yet. You know,
0: when, when, I
1: mean, obviously, district when Alicia comes out,
0: I was like, all right, he had this story in the bag already. And we know he did because he had, he had his short film alive in Joburg. And then that is what gets Peter Jackson's eye. And that's what we're doing like a mini movie cocktail here for Christ's sakes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that's, that's what catches Peter Jackson's eye. And that's what gets him to make district nine. And, you know, I, I that is very much like, you know, the hungry young guy who has a story to tell and gets it out after that he doesn't have a story right uh, Elysium's his next film and it wasn't anything that was like in the back he very much goes through like a sophomore slump and then Chappie comes out now that's actually the movie I want to go back and see because I liked Elysium but I didn't love it like District 9 I want to go back and watch Chappie because I remember watching Chappie and being extremely disappointed only because it wasn't what I expected it to be okay and now I want to go back without expectation
1: and and just sit down and watch it and it see c- the stuff. it could be that kind of movie right. where like I'm second viewing after a bit of time but after that, he,
0: he hasn't directed a major motion picture since then. He's been doing his own yeah. studio stuff, which is his own creator, own stuff that he puts up on YouTube. Some of that stuff is really fantastic. Some of it's really funny. Some of it's really hard sci-fi. Some of it's just visually beautiful. And it's mostly just these six Experimental to seven minute stuff. short films. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's one that he's doing uh, the, a series that I like. It's called Adam, and he makes it with the Unity uh, with, with the Unity engine, and it is all animated, and it's done through motion capture and stuff like
1: that. And it's it's really I Well well done it's just really good not to like he's fantastic down or anything like that but i think with the new flood of streaming service programs going on now going forward he's going to be much more of a hot commodity with Pretty much any kind of original sci-fi type world content right. because so we, we it's not as high of a budget it's not a big a risk for the the film studios to do something in theaters
0: so like we know a that like cheaper uh, to go through streaming could you imagine like like him doing something like on Netflix like they just had that uh they just had that 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 movie Mother I think it's called with Rose byron as the voice of the robot robot looks very much like I JP. am Mother I am Mother right uh, I started it I didn't like it like I, I couldn't get through it
1: I um, didn't like the trailer I yeah. I didn't give it a shot hillary
0: Swank is she she. she, she, she she, she grunts the whole time throughout the movie, practically. Um, but <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't finish it. I do plan on going back and watching it, like forward to, to end. But um, I could very much see him in a wheelhouse like that, you know, where he gets more creative freedom and stuff like that. Exactly. And, you know, if he popped out a hit with Netflix and stuff like that, I fully on expect like he didn't District Nine on a very sh- small budget. He did it, yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, you know, it was one guy that did the motion capture for all the prawns in in District Nine. It's pretty cool. Like it's 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 pretty cool. Uh so anyway, that was a really long talk on District Nine. Yes. I think I talked for like fifteen minutes. Just go back and watch it.
1: Well, I think some fans are gonna be really happy yeah. about our conversation.
0: <laughs> just go back and watch it. It's just it's true. It's so worth it. There's just so much in there. And of course I, Chef. I, I think both of these, uh, Chef and District Nine are just it's watching two things that are that that are like just this creativity and stuff like that that they had to like get out and um, it makes it makes for an interesting movie when the when the filmmaker just has something inside them that they want to get out and they and they want to put in front of everybody. I love it absolutely. Yeah. So Jay, uh, it was a long ass talk on those two movies. Let's get into our beer reviews and let's uh, let's just start some drinking some beer so we can we can get into I'm our thirsty let's our go, reviews man. for this for this week. Welcome back to the beer segment me and Jay got two beers that we are going to be reviewing for you but before we do that Got to drop a line to our sponsors. First up is Blowfish. Blowfish is the only FDA approved hangover cure. What it is two tablets that you drop into 8 to 12 ounces of water. Drink that down and your hangover starts to feel better immediately. One of the things that I've actually been doing when I use it is taking it before I go to bed and ensuring that I don't get a hangover. So it works like that as well. You don't have to wait until the hangover starts. Sometimes you know how much you drank and how much you're going to need. Yeah, get a head start. Get a head start. (laughs) Pop yourself some blowfish before bed wake up fresh as a summer rain <laughs> uh, and then uh, I also used it recently when we on the day after the beach like I, I took it and uh, so did I, I, I and uh, you know I, I, we didn't drink that much like at the beach and stuff but we were still worn out dehydrated and it, well some, exactly it, it and, it, and it helps give us that boost it, so it helps
1: get you back so it actually has gear. some right. additional uses
0: so if you spent a hot summer day out in the sun drinking blue zombie Wrangling on the sharp beach, Sharks. <laughs> wrangling sharks <laughs> drinking blue zombie on the beach with some washing that down with some beers out in the hot sun and you're feeling a little groggy come monday morning you might want to reach for yourself some of that blowfish go over to fourhangovers.com use the promo code smbfish get your 15% off and that way you can end the scourge of hangovers in your life for good also Super Movie Bros is brought to you by the PodCoin app. PodCoin app is a podcast listening app that you can download on iOS or Android. You can listen to your podcasts on there. You can gain points, and the points will actually help you earn gifts like gift cards, or you can donate your points to charity and start feeling good about yourself while you listen to assholes like me and Jay talk about shit. So make sure that you download the PodCoin app on iOS or Android and start earning a little bit for all your hardcore podcasts. Podcast listening. All right, Jay. Me and you got two beers that we're going to be reviewing. What beer do you have for everybody today?
1: Yes, I have the Breckenridge Brewing Company's Summer Pills. It is a fine Colorado ale, and. <laughs> It is a bright bohemian style piz- pilsner. Now I'm I'm being cheesy about this right now because I just read an article that I see I- a
0: little silhouette of a man scalamush scalamush when you do the fan mango, thunderbolts of lightning very, very frightening me.
1: I don't have that range, buddy. <laughs> All you have to do is come in with a
0: Galileo Galileo oh. Galileo <laughs> Galileo Figura Magnifico. <laughs>
1: Um Nobody loves me. <laughs> but Budweiser is just owning and buying up all the craft brews. Yeah. And they, they, are. they own these guys too. Yeah. Hell yeah. Why not? You know, Goose Island and all that was a big one recently. And like, yo, know, and I was like, God damn. Damn. They own Breckenridge too. Now they own Breckenridge too. And I'm yeah. like, shit.
0: Broken stop. goblet's holding out for it too. I know.
1: Right? <laughs> Everyone's trying to get their payday. <laughs>
0: Everyone's trying to just make make that make that cheddar. <laughs> Jay, what do you think we do the podcast? We're just waiting we're just waiting for our payday. We're, <laughs>
1: <laughs> waiting for a bit all right so this one smells on the first initial whiff rough it just looks and smells like piss to me now okay. pilsners are not my normal cup of tea they are um very mild they're very bloody to me and i i don't normally like them bloody da bloody da oh bloody oh
0: this I, I can
1: never exactly pinpoint the flavor notes in pilsners, but a it's lot. blah blah blah. It is okay to me, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> and um, but honestly, it does. You warm up to it. I mean, it, it actually is an easy, mellow mouthfeel. It's well rounded. It doesn't have a bad aftertaste. It is a little bit dry and. It's a It's just okay. It seems to be like a pretty much a stereotypical traditional. It's a traditional pills, pills and pills is like a traditional beer. You know, it's a very yeah. yeah. So all right. Um. So I want to give a um. 2.75 2.75 out of five. All right. So I am drinking the Beyond
0: Pale Pale Ale from Fishtail Ale's Brewing Company. And these guys are out of Olympia, Washington. Uh this one is 5% alcohol by volume, and it is a World Beer Awards winner. I Yes, it's the 15th annual world beer awards this pale ale honestly it's darker than most pale ales that we are used to nowadays it is it has some some very dark notes it's a little bit more bitter than you would expect from a pale ale you know when i've been drinking pale ales a lot lately they are extremely hoppy this one is it's not it's more normally pale in color right it's (laughs) it's it's more on the bitter end it's definitely more full full full-bodied uh and just like yours it's one that was extremely bitter up front it's the first beer i was drinking today so um, it kind of Gets better as you keep going, as as you keep drinking it. I could actually put away quite a few of these. I I, I like it quite a bit. I'm not crazy about it. Um, I it's it's a little bit too bitter for my like. I do like my my hoppy beers a little bit more floral, a little bit more citrusy, a little bit more poppy. You know, a L- uh, little more pizzazz. Yeah, yeah. I like I like <laughs> my I like my uh, IPAs and my pale ales to have some fucking jazz hands. And I had some jazz hands yeah, on yeah, that. And this one this one very much is uh at at a jazz club, it's dark and it's the doom 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 doom. Anyway, <laughs> that
1: sounds like my bourbon or yeah something like yeah. That, yeah. Uh,
0: so, but anyway, it is. It's pretty high. You know, it's pretty all right. I all would right. G- I would give it a a three point two five. It's not too bad right cool. yeah. it's it's a little bit more full all body right. better but, you know, more of an hourglass figure some would say Ooh, yeah okay. that's right i got you so i feel you all right, Jay. we got a few 5 minute ish reviews that we're going to get into i have two um, I saw stuber and crawl and what i did, saw mid somar mid somar which is from the director who did hereditary last year is smash Ari Aster. Hit. Yep. yeah smash hit so let's head over and let's start reviewing those movies Me and Jay got three five-minute-ish reviews that we're going to fire off for you. I'm going to go off first. I'm going to start with Stuber.
1: Please be a five-star ride.
0: Hey! Uber?
1: Yeah, be cool, be nice. Hey, let me guess. You want
0: me to drive you to all the Sarah Connors in the city? <laughs> Stu, what's going on? I've been taking this cop around. And we're on, like, cop missions. Where are you? I want
1: you to come over. I really need you. Three red roses. Girl is thirsty. <laughs> Get me closer. I got an
0: idea. Oh you got brass Don't balls. talk about my balls. It's me and you. Keep my balls out
1: We're of We're a there. team, buddy. You're yeah. oh. I got him. You're
0: I got this. Hello, operator, we need help. Someone's trying to murder us. Hello, operator, we need help. Someone's trying to murder us. (laughs) Fuck. My synopsis for Stuber goes like this. An over-the-hill detective with antiquated thoughts on masculinity recruits a PC, culturally sensitive Uber driver into an unexpected night of adventure. Will hilarity ensue? Sometimes. Sometimes it does. Uh, so uh, I'll say this, man, Stuber kind of starts off in this place where I wasn't sure what to expect going into this movie. It had a great trailer. The trailer had me hooked. I, I love the trailer. I thought that that was poppy. I thought that, it, you know, it, it just, it, you know, I like Dave Bautista. I like Kumal Nagiani It seems like the, they are funny together. And yeah. then while watching this movie, I was like, is this like a script that was once the rock and Kevin Hart? It and, could they, be. <laughs> and they were it like, could be. and they're, they're both like, ah, we're gonna pass on this. They're like, who's rockish enough to to be the rock and, and and be in a role that that would work for Dave, John Dave Cena? Yeah. No. Batista? Dave Batista? No, so we'll go, we'll go Batista. and they're like coming up the ranks yeah, pretty quick. And they're like, you know, come on, Aljiani, he's, he's he's a guy that people are recognizing now, right? Like he had he had. uh he had that movie last year or two years ago on Amazon, The Sick One. <laughs> no, it's the Big Sick. The Big Sick, right. Uh, and then he Great also, movie. He he also obviously is now doing the last season of Silicon Valley, which people absolutely love. So I, I think like that's it, that. that I, I just have my suspicions this started out as okay. a rock, Kevin Hart type thing. It is very central. It makes,
1: it makes a lot of sense.
0: It is very central intelligence esque. However, where it stands out is it is violent surprisingly violent for this for this movie that's like a comedy it really is kind of bringing back old school like 80s like, buddy cop type right, shit okay uh, and it and it but it's it's taking it to a different level it's adding a little bit of i'm not gonna say raunchiness it's not it's it's not like that type of comedy but it's more situational humor and these two couldn't be two different wild and crazy guys they're bringing
1: all of the new age genres yeah. and the rating system all to the screen, <laughs> so uh, so they're pushing the hard R rating for the violence and the gore a little bit with the blood and stuff. There's a lot, dude, but also with the comedy, I guess. And there's also with pretty the,
0: violent, like there's some pretty violent shit that goes on some in this current movie.
1: dialogue. Yeah, and you know, like,
0: Ubers and stuff, more mm-hmm. violent than than you would expect. Okay. for sure and that actually had me quite pleased so yeah you know, tick up for for this for this yeah, movie i sure that. it's a good surprise but yeah. uh, you know come on character is he's kind of like this down on his luck type guy you know he's but once he meets Dave Batista, like the comedy really starts rolling and for the first half of the movie I'm rolling with it and I'm laughing not like a big bust out belly laugh or anything but you're uh, enjoying it but rapidly breathing through my nose type laugh like <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like that <laughs> Nothing like crazy But as the movie wears on uh, the comedy wears on me as well. Um, There's a few standout moments like I it's not spoiler because it's in the Red Band trailer that, that we played in the beginning but one of my favorite things that happens uh, in the movie is when he first picks him up He get, like Dave Batista is this cop who just had LASIK surgery so he has these big shades he has these big sunglasses on he goes let yeah. me guess you want me to take you to every Connor in the city <laughs> and I just started <laughs> laughing because I was like he does he does, look like, he does look like the Terminator I get that that's a funny re- that's good that's top yeah 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 people get that uh and and that had me laughing and there's a ton of other things throughout the movie that that will make you laugh and even towards the end there's some stuff where like even when you're not going with the movie anymore you're just kind of getting tired of it sticked they'll still manage to squeak another laugh or two out of you while while, while it's going on so is it a full-on comedy Uh yeah. Yeah. Or is is.
1: it like an action movie with some comedy zingers thrown in or is it mostly a good It's a comedy with
0: some strong action elements, I'll say. Okay. Yeah, with some really strong action elements. Uh and Dave Batista is is just fantastic, man. I got to I got to give it up to him. Like the dude the dude even though he's playing this one-note character the entire time, that is the note character that that he was he was hired to play. I mean, he's not brilliant or anything like that, but he came in, he did this role and he and he, and he did it well. Kamal Naziani is, you know, he's the same way. Um I, I think like he's like the, the the whole overly PC nature of him is becomes becomes a comedy in and of itself so um it's almost like a parody of our society like uh, like these two dueling sides of our society where you have liberals and the pc culture and then you have you have uh you know the the right wing and the gop and and like their idea of 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 masculinity and their idea of of america you know america's tough guys um and it's just fun to to see it together but like i said it, it will wear on you um i don't think it's anything that i'm like eager to jump back in and see and i don't think it's anything that anyone needs to go to the theaters to see this is a perfect hbo movie like okay. that that's what this is this is perfect for you on a saturday night uh, at, on hbo and something wants me to go to the
1: theater to see this just because you love the trailer, the trailer kills trailer, me trailer. and i and i love that
0: part in the trailer where he goes to shoot the guy i and, know and he throws the gun at him and the guy catches it bashes
1: dave batista i head, saw that trailer throws it back at kamal and knocks him out i, I, tra- I saw that trailer quite a bit in the theaters before other movies and it still got me every single time.
0: It's funny this trailer has been out for quite some time but this movie still and I think for a lot of people they're kind of feeling like this movie's coming out of like left field. Like um it, it, it this this week and the past like few weeks in between big superhero movies and The Lion King it's kind of like eh, we'll squeeze a few things in here. Uh and that's how I kind of feel like like this and Crawl both if they didn't come out at this time they, they would have no chance of surviving anywhere else in the uh, summer. Uh, crawl early October, maybe would crawl the crawl. Crawl would work in that in that October, November time. Okay. Um, but this, I, I don't know where they would stick it. You know, it's. Uh, if if they stuck it somewhere in like February and stuff like that, March it would, it would get overshadowed. No, because March now begins the big temple uh summer blockbusters. Uh, Remember we we got Captain I'm, Marvel in March this year, so
1: yeah, March starts like starts some Fuck. of the big movies. So yeah, it's it, you know, it's oddly it's oddly no, it's almost not even February anymore right. because before Valentine's Day used to be a big weekend, and now that's sort of right. becoming a weird that's, weekend. No, we so talked now about the, we talked about January, fall. February, a wash, March. We talked Talked about on. this
0: a long time ago in yeah. our very first episode when we talked about where, where, where we really got into industry stuff. When we were talking about Netflix yeah. and stuff like that. That that's where B movies go to be B movies, right. like right. and to excel where they can't yeah. excel in the box office. This is one of those movies that would have if this was a Netflix movie or an Amazon Prime movie or a Hulu movie, but mainly Netflix. It would it would blow up. People would be like, "That was amazing!" Because your barrier for entry is be at home in your PJs and comfortable and laugh your ass off yeah but when you have to go to the theater spend money and and sit through it yeah not so much not enough selling power to bring you to the theater exactly and i don't think you know dave batista's star power is rising and so is kamal nagiani but i don't think that they are big
1: enough stars that they could carry this movie. not on its to back. get 20 million at the box right. office over the weekend
0: right eight million is what it did in its yeah. opening weekend so not a whole lot definitely cost more than that to make and if it's R rated so, if eh. this had the rock in it though gangbusters 25 million opening weekend definitely make its money back and probably hang around for a few more weeks to make more money as as it goes and it would be and and i say this because i think critics would see it as Mediocrely received where this Actually is getting not Lampooned but it's it's not doing well With critics either people are are Not like it's audience score is actually pretty low Too and i'm not sure where that comes from Because i had a good bit of fun huh. with it So i
1: had a, like, that's a bit of a Surprise yeah
0: i had a good bit of fun with It um i i, I don't know where 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 the where the hates come i didn't Read any of these reviews i just happened to to see The score and listening to a podcast that mentioned What this what this uh What it's score was and stuff, but I'm, I'm definitely higher than that on it. Um, I would say, you know, I'm I'm probably somewhere around like like a like a b I, th- I think it's just well, that's pretty high like a b b minus area but i mean it's i'm gonna give it a b because I mean, it, it got me a few times one of the cool things is karen gillian is in this um and you might remember her as nebula in guardians of the galaxy so you got nebula and drax both in this movie too very nice yeah very so nice. uh don't go see it in the movies though i gotta i, I gotta say that okay it's definitely a, a wait for it just just wait for it.
1: It, it. Yeah, just stumble upon it and have a good time with it. Yeah. That's that. All right, Jay, what movie do you have the review for everybody? I have Midsommar. This is the latest from writer-director Ari Oster behind Hereditary. So this was a big movie for him. Um, that was his debut entry film, and it definitely right. had, Does he have a
0: sophomore slump like Neil Blomkamp?
1: Um... Not a slump Well, Jay, you're going to give us a review You're going to tell us yes. whether it's a sophomore slump, sir So this is a very ambitious, I mean wide you. release I don't mean to A24. tell you how to do your job
0: But you've been doing it for three, <laughs> yeah, for three years now
1: <laughs> I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden
0: Oh, you said it would be cool to go Yeah, and then I got the opportunity And I decided Look, I to do it I don't mind you going I just wish you would have told me, that's all
1: Dude, she needs a therapist You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for, like, a year now.
0: And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys.
1: That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Welcome and happy midsummer. Skål!
0: What time is it? 9 p.m. That can't be right. The sky is blue.
1: This is what 9 p.m. is like here. (laughs) it's like another world tomorrow's we just need to acclimate i don't want to acclimate i want to go absolutely not highly ambitious and it is a wide release from a24 which is really surprising for this kind of film a couple on the rocks they travel to sweden to visit a like a rural hometown, like a fabled midsummer festival, you know? So put yourself in that kind of headspace. Okay. Uh, very light and bright and very airy, kind of weird. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have seen the trailer for it. It is, it's pretty trippy. It's very pretty, very beautiful. And so what begins as a very nice little weird, quirky, peculiar little retreat really quickly dissolved into like some kind of increasingly violent and bizarre competition in this kind of cult fetish town or, you know i mean or, it, it's like it's, orgy
0: well <laughs> just leave it at that i'll
1: just leave it at that these are spoiler free uh, leave yeah, it at that I mean,
0: <laughs> these are all spoiler free reviews so leave it at that <laughs>
1: this this film is insanely bold um obviously very beautiful confusing sometimes and it's got a lot of those what the fuck moments at you the very what? end in that final chapter
0: for a lot for for some people I don't, hereditary was confusing as well there was moments where you didn't get it all this this is all this
1: it, is on a different level yeah, it ties it in
0: in the end and this you is go, more oh. this is
1: a lot more challenging to digest than hereditary i will say that for sure yeah. it's much more of like a fairy tale there's a lot of elements of it being about a breakup movie, you know, to some degree, so there's a lot of little things sprinkled in within the context of this movie. It's heavy. This is certainly not for everybody. I actually, from what I saw, there was only two walkouts, and it was a pretty full film, uh, full theater, and it is long though. So uh, this is an, <laughs> this is two hours and twenty four minutes. Long. Only two walkouts. That's like <laughs> that's pretty good for this. No, for a movie like this, cause you, that's pretty good.
0: You know what? When I saw Hellboy. There is only four of us in the theater, <laughs> and there were only two walkouts,
1: you know? <laughs> See the odds. You it's, a ga- it's a game <laughs> of numbers. It's, it really is a game of numbers. I get it. Okay. Yeah, so, um, but the runtime... No one walked you, you out of Stuber, it. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, how can you not? Um, and, uh, you know, this will strain the average moviegoer, for sure. And, it, you know, it's not my... Favorite cup of tea this kind of film, but I do appreciate the ambition. And it's a, it, it does solidify for me that Ari Aster is an auteur to watch. And I will always go to a film that he does. An auteur. An auteur. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give it a solid B. All right. Solid B. So I, I respect it. Yeah. Stuber B, you know, Midsummer B. Yeah. To, to, you, know, you know, we're just, <laughs> just we're just polar bad. opposite movies for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, <laughs> uh,
0: all right. So that's what it is. The final review that we have is for
1: crawl the state of florida has issued a category five hurricane warning all residents must evacuate immediately grab your families your loved ones and get out dad we won't be able to come for you dad to hear that! In less than an hour, we'll be underwater!
0: And my synopsis for crawl goes like this. A young college swimmer returns home to find her father in the midst of a Category 5 hurricane and now he and herself are trapped in their home's crawlspace as floodwaters rise, they must fend off bloodthirsty alligators and the certain staph infections they will receive swimming with wounds in feces riddled waters. And uh, that's the only thing I could think about the entire time (laughs) during this movie. Like Mm. People are getting injured, but they're in these floodwaters and i remember when we had some big floods around here like they were there like the news kept telling people do not walk in the waters it's gray water there it's mixed with feces and all matter of chemicals and you if you you could get a staph infection and for some reason like when i saw that on our news that like buried into my mind so as i'm watching this i was just like that's all you're thinking about. like that's a staph infection that's a staph. well both of you are going to die of sepsis <laughs> just good luck <laughs> just good luck anyway uh, so that th- that's real man brain thinking there not you know not movie brain thinking where it's just just survive like that's that's what it's all about we would just want the happy ending we just want them to you know Put the giant, uh, you know, air tank in the alligator's mouth and smile, you son of a bitch, and blow it up like Chief Brody and Jaws. That's kind of like what they're, you know, they're 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 parodying a lot of stuff here. Um, and I, I don't mean parroting like making fun of, but like they're, they're paying a little bit of homage to stuff. But it's yeah. it's very much like trapped in a house of horrors. But the horrors, instead of being a monster, it's alligators, and they live in Florida. And it's a Category Five hurricane. How's the and- CG? Uh, so CG is not bad. Um, you know, alligators like those, that, that, that type of thing, especially when you're doing it like underwater and stuff like that. It, it's, it's, it's not a, a movie monster, right? Like it's something you can research. So animators can go in, they can research how alligators move underwater and stuff oh, yeah, like that. Sure. And they can get it right and it works. It, it does work. And there's, there's a fair amount of practical effects too. I don't believe there's any real alligators in it, but maybe there are. But, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of practical effects. There's moments where like tails are, are swimming and slapping the water and stuff like that and it's very clearly a props guy working a tail through the water and stuff like that but cool but it works because it builds a little bit of suspense you know like there's there's a little tail flap so you know one's close but like where's its head at right well, this is more right all you're I seeing mean, there i mean but don't get me wrong there are times where like literally an alligator will burst through a wall like the kool-aid man and just go like oh yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: you're just like shit <laughs> like, where the fuck did that alligator come from? Why can he break through a brick wall, but he can't break through a glass shower later on in the movie? Who knows? These are questions you may ask yourself if you're me, but if you're just going with the ride, uh, don't ask those questions. Just shut right. up. Watch the alligator fight people and watch people fight the alligator. It's good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> it, it, it raises so many logical questions for me. Like, um, one of the things, like, like, while I'm watching this, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, all right, well, uh, she just took a bite to a part of her body or, or the dad takes a bite to the part of her body. And you know how hard an alligator bites Jay?
1: Probably not. I know it's very hard. So it's not
0: as hard as, as a crocodile does, but well, it's, sure. it's. 2,900 pounds per square inch is like the average of them. So it can be a little bit higher, a little bit lower, Mm. but, but 2,900 pounds, you know, PSI is what they bite at. That's over a ton. Jay, would you like to know what the human femur will break at? (laughs) 1,700 PSI. If you're doing your math correctly, it's less than 2,900. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the that's the strongest bone in your body, other than your skull, is your is your femur. So, you know, people are getting bit and stuff like that, and then they are functioning like fully formed human beings. Fuck them. And I'm just like, fuck that shit. Yeah. And like if I was a cripple <laughs> watching this movie, I'd be like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like <laughs>
1: erroneous <laughs>
0: erroneous on all counts uh, so there, yeah right there's I'm watching this and and i and I realize the type of movie that I am watching, right? I am not watching a movie that took the time
1: to google. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like how much an alligator how, how heavy an alligator's bite is not that kind of movie it's and not
1: that kind of movie and
0: whether a bone breaks but when a <laughs> but when a certain person gets bit on their shoulder down to like their torso and stuff yeah i'm sitting there like your rib cage is you crushed.
1: got two minutes maybe tops
0: right? <laughs> your rib cage is crushed you're, you're, you come you, on you have some teeth in your vertebrae you may never walk again but then that person just gets up walks and like almost does a chin up like like at one point and i'm like no way like your collarbone's broken your ribs are broken a person like has an arm off at one point and still functioning just fine you know it's so it's like not that movie though not that movie
1: shut your brain off i mean yeah.
0: you know I, mean, <laughs> I know this, how human this, this is working. not
1: an hbo fine this is a cinemax
0: <laughs> this is a, this is a cinemax find. no nudity in it uh <laughs> well <laughs> uh, unfortunately no nudity in it um but you know it is effective with like at moments of of like that claustrophobic feeling because they're under they're under the crawl space of the house and they're trapped and they can't get out and the alligators are all around and but you don't know where the alligators are one could pop up at any minute and there are times where it seems incredibly likely that one will pop out and shock you and and they may and they may not so it, it's incredibly effective in that manner however um there are moments where like they break that tension by going and following some random characters for five minutes just to watch them die And then we're back into the crawl space. And what it did was it broke that for me. Like it broke that feeling of claustrophobia broke that tension when this is the type of movie that should want to ramp it up and build the tension throughout and given it quick releases with the two. So you think it should have
1: been better off singling into the crawl space. I think so. The whole film. I think
0: so. Yeah. I think they added the other stuff for more of like, more of like a, a flare just to show you how dangerous these alligators are because we can't have them showing how dangerous they are by, Killing one of our two main characters, understand? So we have to okay, add got other you. people in I got you. who can be. Yeah,
1: we we, we got to sprinkle in some death, right? You know? Who
0: could be who could be fodder for these things? Sure. You okay. um, know, the movie stars, uh, and I, I butcher her name, even though it's an Italian name. But it's it's Kea Scodelario and you know you might remember her in Pirates of the Caribbean. It's the only time I saw her, yeah, she she was in the most recent Pirates of Caribbean. She played uh, Karina Smith, who I think wound up spoilers wound up being um, Barbosa's daughter and then you may also remember her from the Maze Runner movies some people uh, actually really like those I've only seen the first one but I hear they're actually pretty good and uh, she also played Eve in Moon back in 2009 the wonderful Sam Rockwell sci-fi film which may get talked about next week when me and Jay do a top five sci-fi films from 2010 to today so like kind of like the current decade, Jay, leading into 2020. We're going to do that next week. Uh, Moon might come up on one of our lists, but she, so she's also in that. And then a very famous guy. You guys may remember him from the 1998 hit Saving Private Ryan and uh, Battlefield Earth. <laughs> it's
1: Barry Pepper. <laughs> Ooh, my man. <laughs> I love me some Barry Pepper every it's, once in a while, man. I'll tell you. It's Barry Pepper pepper God, uh i love him he's still alive still kicking
0: how's their acting in this yeah it's yeah, yeah it's all right
1: you know it's, it's, what I, it's what i like to always say yeah. serviceable it's all right <laughs> you
0: know, yeah, it's whatever. yeah it's
1: fine Barry
0: Barry pepper grows, grow tea well. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, grows a goatee well they'll be employed good. again
0: one day yeah yeah, yeah. Not, not ruining <laughs> anyone's career so yeah. uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: and and it's just it's just uh it's an extreme b movie but it Definitely understands itself and knows what it is and what its audience is, and it plays to that, and it does it all really effectively. I know it really sounds like I'm bashing this film like really hard, but actually I I I don't mean to, because I had quite a bit of fun watching it. It is that shut your brain off and and just enjoy it. Yeah, and and, you know even though I'm picking it apart for all of its logical flaws, it's still a fun ride. Absolutely fun. It's directed by Alexandra Aja. And um, he actually directed The Hills Have Eyes, Piranha 3D. These are, you know, the type, this is right in his wheelhouse. This is the type of movies that, that he was pretty much like, it seems like he was made to, to direct. Um, it's also produced by Sam Raimi. And I think that's, you know, the flourish of gore both comes from, from both of them. Uh, I kind of wish Raimi had a little bit more hands in it. He, he's been doing this, like producing these, these horror films like, uh, Don't Breathe and stuff like that where they're good. They're good, but they're not. They're not great. I would love to just see him take them over and do what. Because, because if this was Sam Raimi doing this, God, what a, what a ride it would be. I would have way much. I would have way more fun with it. Um, but it's you know what. When I look at what's out this week, crawl, yeah. I, crawl's it, man, crawl's it. And uh, if anything's to be believed about early reviews of Lion King, go see Crawl instead of Lion King. Just really stick it to Disney. You know, I. This is what you get for remaking one of I, my childhood classics. Now we're going to go watch alligators just fucking destroy people.
1: <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually happy I didn't pre-order my tickets because I'm like, do I really
0: want to go and see this?
1: Uh, me and Lar, me and Lauren are still going opening night, and we're going to have me and Lar are going to review it together um, yeah. for for the show. But I'm going to be going down to shore as soon as possible <laughs> and just kill myself in hundred degree heat. So, yeah.
0: but no man, like <laughs> crawl, you know it's while there is some emotional moments in it like there's and what i mean is forced emotional moments like uh they really do actually flush out the characters and their character stories pretty well to give you a good reason to to root for them through this through this natural disaster right. and all these alligators you won't get an explanation why alligators are so bloodthirsty um because you know we all read the news and i don't think alligators eat that many people a year although you know We've heard some pretty crazy stories that come out of Florida, uh, but we do know that regardless, in the end, whether they get rescued or not, that doesn't matter. They're both dying of a staph infection because this isn't just f- normal yeah. flood waters; these are Florida flood waters. <laughs> you know, so there's there's a ton of shit in that water you just oh, don't want to yeah. deal with, and it's getting into your open wounds. Just. You know what? Between Disney and all the retirement centers in <laughs>
1: there Florida, there ain't a there ain't an antibiotic alive that's gonna cure your shit, <laughs> and all the drugs in southern south Sal- southern Cal- southern, uh, southern Florida, southern really, Florida, not yeah. California. Well, California too, but yeah.
0: well, you're right. The the, the the tip of Florida. That's that's the most dangerous part because just the tip, yeah. just the tip, right? Yeah. Because because that's that's where all the that's where all the viscous fluid comes out when it has a, right. when it has a VD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So my score for for crawl. it's a b plus
1: oh, I'm gonna be I high score for the week, a high score for the week no. crawl. It's
0: just, it's extremely aware of what it is. Look, I
1: get it, man. I hear you. So, like,
0: when you watch it, you don't, sometimes it's all anybody wants. You don't have expectations. And maybe if, if this movie added like that realism element that I'm, that I I was saying, you know, or if it added into what I was talking about, just being about two people trapped in this basement with floodwaters rising and two crocodiles, like, uh, two alligators, like in their, in their crawlspace. It might have lacked that B movie flourish that I think people, people really enjoy and can, and can get down with. Um, it would have lacked that, you know, where the, the way it was done, it's just, it's just perfectly, perfectly for that type of person who could just get down with it. And, uh, yeah, man, this is the one to see this past weekend. <laughs> if you didn't see it, maybe go see it instead of Lion King. So that's going to do it for Super Movie Brothers tonight. I want to thank. All of you guys for listening. Please, if you're enjoying the show, the only way that you could possibly show us appreciation, if you're not going to join the Patreon and get the extra content once a month, then what you get for just $1, I'll drop that plug in a second. At least $1. <laughs> uh, then head over to iTunes. Even if that's not where you listen to this podcast, but you have an iTunes account, go on there, leave us a review. Uh, it, the more reviews that we have, the more, I guess, popular we become, and the more people actually can see us and find us. And start to listen to us, get us on those top charts, get us some, you know, more people that listen. Maybe some people that'll join the Patreon. Or if you're willing to join the show and you'd like to get that additional content, some of the stuff where me and Jay go a little bit more off the cuff, get a little bit more personal with some of our stories, uh, and and talk about some some films that aren't always so new, just things that we love and just want to discuss. Head over to Patreon.com/slash bros Podcast. And sign up for just $1 You can start getting that additional content And more, the more you want to pledge Super Movie Brothers is also part of The Podfix Network, you can check out All the great shows that are part of the Podfix Network Over at PodfixNetwork.com You can also check out all of our Movie Cocktail Recipes up there Just hit the drop down menu, go to Movie Cocktails And you'll see some of our recipes From Season 1 there So I want to thank all of you guys for listening Have a great night, cheers Cheers